0: Hey, it's Greg Stanley. If you're listening to this podcast, you know I love everything automotive. This passion has expanded to include being a car specialist consultant for R.M. Sotheby's. So if you need assistance buying or consigning a collector car at any one of our online or live auctions, including Scottsdale, Amelia Island, or Monterey, you can reach one of our car specialists at rmsotheby's.com, or you can email me directly at gstanley at rmsotheby's.com. I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for this ultimate garage. Metron Garage is a company designing unique garage condos and other structures specifically for the auto enthusiasts who we love. All of your auto enthusiasts like me and you've always probably picturing your perfect garage to hold your dream cars and Metron Garage is one of those companies that can build it to your wishes. They do have eight models to choose from, including two-story options, all with a very modern look and feel to them. Now, I've mentioned before a few of them that have really caught my eye, so I highly recommend you go to metrongarage.com where you can request a catalog or talk to someone to learn more. Also for this episode, this is the audio recording of a live stream event we held this past Monday, and unfortunately, there were some behind-the-scenes sound issues. I still don't know what the issues were, but all of us could hear each other fine, but the recording only captured me towards the end. So this is the edited version, so we did not get to hear McKeel's last pick, which was a Jaguar D-type, or his Keep caching Crush, unfortunately. Thank you for those who are watching along and giving me a heads up. I do appreciate it, and I hope you enjoyed this slightly edited episode. This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the Collector Car Market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Hey everyone, it's Greg Stanley with the Collector Car Podcast. Just as a heads up going forward as I review some of the cars coming up in an RM Sotheby's auction, I am going to pick cars that are trending good, bad, or ugly. I figure this is a really cool way to not only look at cars that are currently available, but also to look at some of the trends that are interesting out there within the collected car marketplace. This will not only highlight a few cars that you can put in your garage, but like I said, also recent market trends of note. Now, before we get on to this episode, I do want to go over some updates. Now, these are mostly around events that are coming up in the next year. Don't forget, if you would like for me to review your car, please send me an email at gstanley at and send me a few pictures of your car and a description, and I will probably include it on your cars, your podcast episode that's coming up in, I believe, April. You can also submit your picks for Collector Car Fantasy Football by going to thecollectorcarpodcast.com, and you'll see on the homepage there the form you can fill out, and you can just email it to me and be part of our fun. We'll have the next live streaming event, I believe it's in May, the, weekend of, the week of May 1st or 2nd. So be sure to tune into that. And then in March, I'm planning on having Wayne Carini pick out his ultimate garage. He has 10 spots in which to put his favorite 10 cars in, which will be pretty interesting because he knows all things about a lot of different types of automobiles. And then from a live streaming perspective at different car events... I'm just going to run down a list here. April 4th, I'll be at the Mustang Club of America's national show at Road Atlanta. Now, this will just be a, a casual live streaming event on Instagram where I walk around and talk about cars. April the 25th, right now, I'm planning on live streaming from Cavalino Classic in Florida. May the 22nd, I'll be at Amelia Island at the Concourse d'Elegance. May the 27th, I will be at the Sand Hills Motoring Festival in Pinehurst, North Carolina. Now, that will be a full-on live streaming event During the show, and I will have some special guests from a podcasting perspective on as well. And then in June, I'll be at the Cincinnati Concourse Elegance, actually streaming live from the show. Uh, I will be at Keeneland Concourse in Kentucky, July the 18th. Of course, I'll be at Pebble Beach, August the 15th. And then I'll be at Auburn Fall, our big auction in Auburn, Indiana, the weekend of Labor Day. And then September the 18th, I will be live streaming at the Dayton Concourse Elegance. And I'm hoping. I will be live streaming at the Audrain Concourse Elegance on October the 3rd. So if you go to any of those car shows, please track me down and say hello in person because I would love to meet you in person. Now let's review some of these cars that are currently available today in RM Sotheby's Open Roads February sale. Now these are pretty cool. It's an online only sale. There's a lot of interest obviously in the collected car market right now and we've seen a huge uptick in folks that are buying cars online with formats such as this. So the first car is a car I did actually consign and I've seen it in person and reviewed it as a 1964 Infocar 770. Now this is the car that I did do a nice little top 10 facts on Instagram. I'll just cover a few of these facts. This is a car that can go into water. It's been around for quite a while. It was the most successful amphibious car ever built. Now it's dubbed the model 770 because it has a top speed of seven miles per hour on the water, and 70 miles per hour on land. So it's not the fastest car in the world. It was offered in four colors, beach white, regatta red, lagoon blue, and fjord green. They built just over 3,000 cars, and most of them were imported into the United States during the 1960s. There are twin nylon propellers and a special two-part land and water transmission That allows the car's wheels and propellers to be operated either independently or simultaneously. In 1965, two Amphicars successfully navigated the Yukon River in Alaska, and another two crossed the English Channel in 1968 against fierce 20-foot waves and high winds. That's pretty interesting. Disney World owns eight of these vintage cars, and you can ride in them down in Florida. It is a descendant of the Volkswagen Schwimmwagen, which came out during World War II. And in water as well as on land, the Infocar steered with the front wheels, making it less maneuverable than a conventional boat, which is pretty interesting. Now, the estimate on this car is seventy-five dollars to $95,000, and the current bid is $61,000. What's interesting is, that is that's a pretty strong price for an Infocar, but this is the prettiest, nicest one I've ever seen. We had one at our RM Sotheby's Elkhart auction that sold for, I want to say, $121,000. And this one's nicer, so who knows where this one will go. Now, the next car is pretty interesting. It's a 1961 Cadillac Eldorado Baritz. The Baritz model was pretty rare, and I wanted to call out the Cadillacs because we're seeing quite a few interesting trends on these big cars. So if you've listened to me in the past, you'll know that there's a huge generational shift occurring right now where folks are buying the cars from their youth, and the folks that are buying right now are the folks in their 40s and 50s, And so they're buying the cars from the 1980s, 1990s, and 2000s. And so the cars from the 1940s, 50s, and 60s are getting a little bit soft. But there's a few cars that buck that trend, and I feel like the Cadillac is one of them. Now, this particular one is jade metallic over ivory with a white convertible top. So wonderful color combination. It has factory AC, which is pretty interesting for a convertible. This one has under 34,000 actual miles, as indicated, and a couple of other notable ones that have sold recently in Scottsdale at our Scottsdale auction we had a 1960 Cadillac Baritz convertible that sold for around $200,000 and that was pretty much number one money for a number two car and then we had a Brougham that sold at Auburn for about $92,000 well they ended up selling it again in Scottsdale and it doubled that price very surprising result so not only was it strong, but it doubled the low estimate and doubled for what it had previously sold for. Now, this 1961 Cadillac Eldorado Brits, the estimate is 75 dollars to $100,000, and it is already at $75,000, so it will definitely sell. The next car I picked only because I just think it is so cool, and you don't see many of them. It's a 1957 Buick Century Caballero Estate Wagon Custom, so it's a rare an appealing Buick wagon with four-door hardtop styling, but it's just such a cool, beautiful car, and wagons are hot right now. This one is teal with white two-tone over a white and teal interior. Now, the estimate on this car is $125,000 to $150,000. The current bid is at $66,000, so it has quite a ways to go to make that low estimate. The next car is a 1964 Corvette Stingray convertible. I picked this one because C1, C2, Corvettes have been really soft in the marketplace lately. The C2 Corvettes are by far my favorite. I love to have a 67 convertible. I just absolutely find those cars amazing and wonderful. And this is a really nice car. 64 was when they still had the drum brakes. It was 65 that they transitioned to disc brakes. So technically, from a buyer's perspective, the 65 is more desirable than the 64. But what this car has going for it is it's a factory air-conditioned car, which is really rare, one of only 919 examples reportedly fitted with factory air-conditioning in 1964, and it has the 300-horsepower V8 with a four-speed manual. It's red over red with a white top, so great colors. Uh, has the rarity of the AC as being part of it. The estimate is 75 dollars to $100,000. It's currently at $47,000. Now, I've seen a few recent results where there is a decent uptick in sales on C2 Corvettes, so I'm curious to see if this hits not only the bottom estimate, but maybe gets all the way up there to the top estimate. So we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Now, the next one is the car that is the cover art for this podcast. It's a 1962 Ferrari 250 GTE 2 Plus 2 Series 2 Hot Rod. Now, this one has been modified for touring with almost $300,000 spent in recent upgrades. Now, this one is the ultimate tour, so you have the Italian styling with a lot of power underneath the hood there. It's fitted with a 320 horsepower, high-performance Colombo V12 engine, so it's got a Colombo Ferrari V12 engine, and it looks like the original engine accompanies the sale. So this is great because you have the original engine, which has value, but you don't have to worry about wearing that engine out by taking it on tours. You have a replacement engine with a lot of horsepower that you can really enjoy and not have to worry about it. So it's the factory co- correct color combination of Nero over beige, which is kind of nice. The estimate on this one is $675,000 to $725,000. The current bid is at $335,000, so not even halfway yet. So we'll have to see how that one does. Now, this one was formerly owned by Jamiroquai frontman and noted Ferrari collector JK. And if you've ever Googled his name or watched any of his videos, he had a pretty outstanding, incredible collection of cars over the years. The next one is close to my heart. It's a 1965 Ford Mustang convertible. Most of you know that I'm a Mustang Club of America judge. I sold my 66 Mustang convertible a couple of years ago. This one's really interesting and unique. It's one of a little bit over 2000 bench seat convertibles built in 1965. Now, typically bench seats are not more desirable. Folks really want the bucket seats, but it is a rarer option. The thing that's really special about this car is the color. It's a special order paint that is believed to have been a period Lincoln shade. It's like a dark silver gray. It's a beautiful color, and that's why this thing is so rare. It has the base 289 c code engine with 200 horsepower. Nothing special there. C4 automatic transmission. Nothing special there. It was featured in an issue of Mustang Monthly Magazine. It does have its original window sticker, which is very important for pre-1966 Mustangs as that's the only way you can verify the original options on the car beyond the engine and transmission. Now, the estimate for this one is $45,000 to $55,000, and is currently at $27,000. Beautiful color combination. I don't know if I mentioned, but the interior is red. It's a dark charcoal gray with a red interior. Uh, It's just beautiful. The next one is a 1984 Lamborghini Countach. Now, this is the actual car. Not the actual car, but this is the model of car. Which was the very first supercar I ever saw in person. So I love these cars. This is one of only 321 examples produced from 1982 to 1985. It is coming from a single family ownership since 1984, and it's red, and I believe it has tan interiors. So classic colors on a Lambo. Estimates $125,000 to $150, and it's currently at $125,000. So it's hit the low estimate. It's going to sell. All right, the next one I picked is the 1957 Oldsmobile Super 88 Convertible. I picked this one mainly because of what I said earlier, tracking the demographic changes. So I want to see, you know, if the car's in the 50s, how they're doing. Are they still soft or declining, or are they starting to turn around? And so this one is very nice. It's a desirable jade mist over matching interior with white convertible top. They made less than 7,200 of these cars in 1957. It does have the Rocket V8 engine with an automatic transmission. And the estimate is $75,000 to $100,000, and it's currently at $45,000. Okay, the next one is a 1965 Fiat 1500 Spider. I picked this one because it's already achieved, actually it was the first car in the auction to achieve its low reserve. So the estimate on this car is $30,000 to $40,000. It's already at $30,000. So that speaks to me of a trend in the marketplace where people are going after these small, cute little European or Japanese convertibles. This one's a classic Italian roadster with appealing... Pinaferina styling. It has a little 83 horsepower, 1500cc inline four-cylinder engine with a two-barrel Weber carburetor. It has a five-speed manual transmission with period Fiat wooden knob. It's, like I said, red over black interior with matching red piping and a black top. It is fitted with the desirable Abarth exhaust system, fog lamps, and alloy wheels. So great little driver. It's already hit the low reserve, which is the reason I have it listed here. Now, the next one is another car I'm very familiar with. It's a 1970 Dodge Challenger RT convertible. Beautiful car. It's sublime green with a white interior, white convertible top, black carpet, and it is just a knockout. Now, it's believed to be one of 1,070 Challenger Challenger RT convertibles produced for 1970. It's a factory three-speed car, but it has a more desirable better for driving four-speed transmission in it right now. The three-speed transmission does come with the car, and it has the 335-horsepower, 383-cubic-inch V8, which is really nice. Now, this one is estimated between 75 dollars and $95,000. The current bid is at $63,000, so it should sell. I picked this one because Mopar prices have been incredibly soft lately. As I've said many times before, I think the AAR Cuda is the one to buy because I think they've bottomed out and they should be going up soon. So I picked this one because I want to see how well it fares in the marketplace and to see if they're actually starting to turn the tide on these cars. Now the next one is a 1968 GT500 King of the Road Fastback. This one is a bright yellow, which is very rare. It's a three-owner example from new. Rotisserie restored. And if you look at the pictures, this thing is immaculate. It's one of the cleanest, nicest Concorde restoration 500s I've seen in a while. It's one of 43 GT500 KR Fastbacks finished in the special order shade of yellow with an automatic transmission. It's been documented in the SAAC registry and the estimate is $160,000 to $180,000. The current bid is $95,000. I picked this one for the same reason. I've seen some of these come up at our auctions and they've over exceeded estimate, even going above high estimate. So I'm curious to see if that trend can trend continues with this car. The color is more of a love it or hate it shade. Uh, I am not wild about that yellow color. It is definitely different and eye-catching. Okay the next one's a 1995 Chevrolet Corvette convertible. Nothing special there except this one only has 3,700 miles from new. Red over red and I picked this one because it is a low mile example. It's one of only 34 finished in torch red. It's your basic Corvette convertible from 1995, but with the demographic shifts we have out there, will this overachieve estimate? So the estimate is thirty dollars to $40,000, and it is currently at $17,000. I'm very curious about that one. I always have to have a Porsche in one of these reviews because that is kind of a bellwether weather for how the collector car industry is going. The 1997 911 Turbo Coupe is in this auction. It's black over black with a factory sunroof. It only has 7,855 miles at the time of cataloging. The estimate for this one is $170,000 to $200,000, and it already hit the low estimate at $170,000. I think it's one of two cars, the Fiat being the other one that hit the estimate, low estimate, three days before the close of the auction. All right, and the last one I find fascinating as well, because it's another low mile example. It's actually one, I only picked one of them, but there's actually four out of, at least four out of this collection. It's a 2000 Ford F-150 Harley Davidson edition pickup truck. Pickup trucks have been hot for a while. This is one of just over 8,000 produced for the year 2000, and it is in the wrapper example, meaning, All the plastic bits that were put on it for shipping purposes to the dealership are still on it. The dealership never took them off. So this would be the plastic seat covers. It would be the window sticker. It would be the little foamy thing that covers the steering wheel. It still has all of that on it. It only has approximately 18 miles on it from new, and it's finished in black with an orange pinstripe over black leather interior with Harley-Davidson badging throughout. Now, the estimate on this one, this is... (laughs) This is a no reserve car, and the estimate is forty-five thousand to sixty-five thousand dollars. And at the time of this recording, it is only at ten thousand five hundred dollars. So that's one to really look at and go after. Now there was, like I said, there were three others in this collection. One of them was a two thousand seventeen Ford Mustang GT three hundred and fifty R model. All of them had like less than twenty miles on them. The other one was a, I think it was a year two thousand Monte Carlo Dale Earnhardt edition. And then the last one was, I want to say it's a 2002 Chevrolet Camaro convertible, black on black, nothing special, but it only has like 22 miles on it. So those will be very interesting to see if pickling cars as a future investment does or does not pay off. My biggest concern about those cars is I want to know if they were turned on, you know, maybe once every month or so to make sure everything works appropriately. So thanks for joining me again this week. Uh, I really enjoy hearing from you, so feel free to give me an email or ping me or go to my Instagram page and shoot me a note. Everything's at The Collector Car Podcast. And that is it for this week. And as always, keep your foot in the gas, eyes on the road, and I will see all of you next week. Thanks for listening to The Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at The Collector Car Podcast.